It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> This is Holly, and welcome to Cap to Cap Radio. I'm super happy you're here today. Uh, this is a brand new format. We're calling it Let's Talk Softball. So the plan is to have this each week at, uh, on Thursdays at noon, and where we can just talk about softball. Today, we're going to talk more about what our topic is today. But I want to make sure you know, and I'll say this a couple times, make sure at any point, if you want to call in and talk uh, umpiring, if you want to talk uh, strategy. If you want to talk anything about umpiring, uh, just let us know. And we, but today we're going to talk, of course, about the COVID stuff a little bit, getting back on the field. But any topic is is uh, available. And if you want to um, talk about anything, give us a call, and we're going to talk about how you can do that here in a minute. Today or uh, each week, my co-host will be Ron Ray. He is the founder and owner of Future Stars of Sports. He's been associated with youth softball for many, many years, 20-ish years, I guess, maybe 700 years. I don't know. He's been around a long time. And um, But currently, he is the founder and owner of Future Stars of Sports. They do a lot of things in the softball world and the baseball world and run tournaments, and that's 12 years old. Future Stars of Sports started 12 years ago. So feel free to contact us. Now, let me give you some information, so write this down a little bit. It, uh, some of this information should be on your screen as you listen. But uh, feel free to call in. You can call us live at 516-666-9488. Uh, actually, we, Ron, we've already got a couple callers. So you guys can hold up a minute, please, and we'll get to you as soon as we can. And then, because that number will be on the screen, so you can call that uh, 516 number. You can also text if you prefer to text me at 502-262-9195. Uh, 262-9195. That's 502 area code. And Ron is at 502 502- Five four one zero one zero three. Now about the text messaging, we are going to be online watching our phones and watching the text messaging. We may not be able to respond to your text message immediately uh, or at all. Maybe later after the show, we might be able to. So don't count on us responding at that point. And also, depending on how many phone calls we get and how many questions we get and, uh, and all the sources, because I'm going to watch Facebook. We may get some messages on Facebook as well. Uh, we may not even get to your text, so I apologize. But we'll make a note of it. We'll try to get to it either next week or as, as we go along. So feel free to text us. Feel free to message us on uh, uh, Facebook or to call in live. We're looking for some live callers. And, again, we got a couple here. Before we get started, we've got a couple things, uh, some disclaimers. All opinions expressed on this show are the property of the individual expressing that opinion and may or may not be the opinion of National Fast Pitch Academy Gap to Gap Radio, myself, Holly Knight, Future Stars of Sports, or Ron Ray. So the opinion is of that person, and we're going to talk about a lot of things that have even maybe some legal ramifications uh, down the road, so we'll see. And as well, we're not doctors. We're medically trained. Ron and I are not medically trained, and in, in assuming, we will make sure that if anybody comes on that is medically trained or is a doctor, we want to make sure that is noted. 
but we're not, uh, we may make opinions on the impact of COVID-19 on the individual's health or the health of society. And that is just an opinion. It's not intended as advice. So uh, just note that, please. And again, our today's topic is getting back on the field. I know everyone in the softball world is wanting to get back on the field, but are you ready? Do you think we should? Do you think if we do, how do we do it? When should we do it? What precautions? Any of these kind of thoughts, just let us know and uh, we'll kind of get started. So Ron, good morning. How are you? Or good afternoon. I'm doing great. I'm doing great, Holly. Uh, Really looking forward to putting this show together with you. Hopefully it becomes a weekly event, as you stated, and we do this for a long time coming, not only covering future stars (laughs) of sports and fast pitch in baseball, but uh, maybe in the wintertime do some recruiting and things of that nature and cover high school sports as well. But make this a weekly Thursday show. Welcome, everybody. Please uh, spread the word that we are doing this. Love your participation and would love for you all to text on those uh, lines that Holly shared and looking forward to this discussion. Holly, back yeah. to you. Okay, thank you. They, um, yeah, they, I think the, the cool thing about this, just as far as future format, hopefully we'll be doing this for years. <laughs> we'll see. But the future, the great thing is as we move along, we can talk anything, softball. And if we want to blend over, because baseball and softball are brothers and sisters, if we want to blend over into that world, we can do that as well. And uh, primarily it's um, uh, Gap to Gap is a softball organizational uh, radio station, but uh, baseball is related. And a lot of people are very interested in that as well. And probably most likely the things we're talking about today are going to be very, very relatable to baseball as well. So uh, so getting into the topic here, and what I'm going to do actually is I originally was going to read off some things, but um, I do want to make a, a comment. Obviously, each state has their own rules and own uh, guidelines coming back, and Ron and I are in the Kentucky and Indiana area, although uh, we both run services, his organization service. It's a, it's a United States business, but mostly the southeast area so but we're going to talk mostly today starting talking about indiana and kentucky i see an area code of one of the callers looks like 304 i think that's missouri so that'll be i'm looking i hope so because i know missouri has already started playing so what we're going to do is i'm going to and callers i hope you can hold on still a little bit longer what i'm going to do is i'm going to read ron has made some suggestions to open up his tournaments future stars of sports tournaments I'm going to read this out, uh, the guidelines, step-by-step, and then we can comment. But what I'd like to do is, originally, I was going to read it out, Ron kind of explain it, but let's go ahead. I don't want to lose my lose the callers. Maybe we can see if, if um, uh, they want to talk a little bit about some things. Maybe we can go that way direction first. And then if they want to just kind of, uh, if they've got something they, on their mind, we can talk about that. If not... We can go to the questions. How's that, Ron? Uh, yeah, that'd be fine, Holly. If you, if you want to take a couple of callers, and, uh, you know, some of them might be on lunch break or whatever and only have a few yeah. minutes. If you want to go ahead and take those, <clears throat> we'll get to these guidelines and things that we're trying yeah. to put in place, and uh, then we'll we'll follow up with that after we take a couple phone calls. So Great. Great. if you Perfect. want to do that, go ahead and do that. All right. Okay, so the first one here, let's see. Make sure it connects. 
Okay, caller, are you there? Hello? Okay, if you can hear, okay, actually there's two of them. This is a 502902 number. Uh, that's probably me, Bernie Bowles. Okay, hi Bernie, how are you? Uh, I'm doing all right, on How are you? I'm great, I'm great. Are you calling to uh, get participate? You got a comment or question, or you just hanging out and listening? Well, right now I probably just was going to listen to what y'all had to to say. I, I've read what Ron sent to us already. Okay. Uh, you, as you know, or, or maybe you don't recall, but I'm with Ron. Have been several right. years. Mhm. Uh, at least so, getting close to yeah. too many. This, this, this is uh, for people that don't know uh, the ones that play in our program. This is Bernie Bowes. He's one of my directors, and Bernie has been with me for, I would say, pushing 20 years overall. The uh, Future Stars of Sports program is 12 years old, but we did uh, run tournaments for other organizations at one point, and Bernie's been with me for at least 20 years, I would imagine. But uh, Bernie is one of my uh, – guys that I rely on heavily and has uh, been a good friend of mine for years. And a lot of you all would recognize him that came to tournaments. He's uh, done a little bit of everything as far as directing or been on the gate or whatever, but he's been around forever and uh, somebody that I value a great deal. Uh, so you Bernie, name it, I've touched. I wouldn't <laughs> go say 20 years, Ron, because you and I are pretty young, so I didn't really want to go yeah. there, you know. Yeah, you started. Well, at we 10, started didn't when you? we were fourteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just kids when we started. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Barry, so I appreciate you calling in and listening. Yeah, yes, what sir. I'd like to do is um, uh, a couple things. I'd like to take advantage of you being here. I've, I've got another one uh, phone call from three hundred four, and I want to get to that because I'm kind of hoping. I, that that is, if I'm right, that's a Missouri number. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's another Future Stars person. But uh, think about, Bernie, one of the things I like when we get back to you, we're going to go over these guidelines. Maybe if there's something, and I, I'm sure Ron would be okay with this. If not, then we'll worry about it later. But any of these guidelines that you feel that you would like to tweak, think about one or two of them that you're kind of a little shaky on or something, and we'll kind of get back to you if that's okay. Okay. Okay, great. So we're going to get to the 304. It's a 304-382 number. So, hello, caller. Are you there? Yes, I am. All right. How are you doing today? I'm good. My name is Mark McClain, and 304 is West Virginia. Oh, okay. All right. Um, hello, so, Mark. How are you doing, buddy? Hello, I'm buddy. I'm good, and I'm friends with Rod also and Bernie. So. Okay. All right. right. Holly, this is uh, Mark McClain uh, out of West Virginia. He is uh, he's yeah. coming on board and going to be doing right. some work with us. Uh, he's helped with our recruiting and uh, hooking us up with some college coaches. And uh, he actually has a daughter that's playing at Niagara University in New York and uh, a younger daughter that uh, is training for the Olympics, uh, gymnastics. Oh, wow. That's, uh, Fantastic. Pretty exciting, yes. Uh, yeah. But uh, a friend of mine, and uh, Mark, you go ahead, buddy. You uh, well, both, uh, let, let us know what you got on your mind. I talked to a couple college coaches yesterday and, and this morning, so I just was going to listen and then um, chime in. I know that uh, 
July 1st is supposed to be the day that they're allowed to start recruiting again. But after speaking with the other coaches, um, there's a bunch of different stipulations, and they're trying to toe the line as much as they can. So, I mean, I can chime in anything like that if anyone wants to know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's a here. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ron. Our start date here is June 8th in West Virginia is when they June get back on June the, the June the 8th for your normal regular weekend tournaments? Yes. Yes, yeah. okay. Uh, as far as the recruiting, uh, I myself uh, got an email from Moorhead State University's coach, uh, Samantha Jones, uh, this morning. She was supposed to work our June 19th event. And uh, as you just stated, they have extended their their deadline, their dead period for recruiting. She can't work until July 1 now. Mm-hmm. My understanding is that covers D1 and D2. So I think, and I've got to follow up with some coaches, I think D3 and NAIA will still be able to work our, our camps. And I've got uh, several of those committed for June the 19th. But, again, this ruling just came out. So I'm going to have to follow up to, with them to see about June 19th. I've got uh, Spalding and uh, Lindsey Wilson, Oakland City, and a few others have committed to that weekend, <clears throat> plus Moorhead State had. But as stated, uh, Moorhead has now told me that they're they're not able to because they've extended their deadline. So a lot of changes, and it may be changing weekly, as everybody knows. And, uh, you know, hopefully they don't come back and uh, extend the dead period on other things and end up shutting us down June, June 19th. Right now I'm I'm excited and looking forward to starting June 19th. But, uh, you know, it's a revolving door right now. We could change daily. Yeah, the uh, NEI and uh, Division Three normally does not have dead periods per- anyway. So, um, uh, so they're in lo- most likely, and most of those coaches I've talked to is uh, like an NEI program might be like, for example, IU Southeast may say, yeah, you can start at this point, but as an institution, we're not going to let you do these things. So they may be a little bit more strict at that institution. Uh, at any high schools and may, based on where they're from and that type of thing. So um, Division Three, of course, that would probably be in the same boat in that in that regard. So that's going to impact these showcase type of things for sure. So um, but mo- mo- moving forward, we, we are planning on starting June the 19th. We're in Lanesville, Indiana. That will be our first weekend. We've got uh, Beachmont in Louisville. I'm also in a new park in Nicholasville. It's new to us. It's it's been around for many years. It's uh, Memorial Sports Complex in Nicholasville. We will be operating out of those parks. Uh, New Albany, Indiana, uh, the new park there. I do have uh, June 26th. And uh, unfortunately, we have a few parks that have uh, told us they are not going to open and I believe we're going to find that uh, throughout the summer where certain parks that are operated by the county or city governments decide that it's not safe and they're not willing to open up. And it's going to cause a, uh, you know, 
everybody to be scrambling last minute to see where they can play and where they can't play because I believe our organizations is going to fight this situation to where they have tournaments scheduled at certain locations and then they find out that that park is not allowing them to play. So it's going to be an ongoing situation all summer and I would say sign up as quickly as possible. Lock yourself in. <clears throat> There's limited space, of course. As I mentioned, June, June the 19th, I only have two parks playing. That will be uh, Lanesville, Indiana, which is five fields. And then Beachmont, I have three fields for softball, or it will be four fields for baseball. Uh, Nicholasville has five fields. So, you know, overall, I've only got 14 fields. And, uh, you know, I I anticipate that we're going to be turning people away. So I really need people to uh, get in touch and sign up, lock themselves in so they don't get locked out. Oh, yeah, do you have anything? Yeah, it's going to be a work in progress, no doubt. And those type of things uh, making, um, you know, getting, there's going to be probably teams that, are fully ready to get back. And there's going to be some teams I'm, I'm concerned with and maybe half of the team says, yeah, we're great. But four or five of the girls may say no. So it's going to be uh, instead of work in progress. So let's do this uh, kind of moving forward. Ron, you've made a proposal for uh, some guidelines for your tournaments at uh, Indiana and Kentucky. Uh, it'd be interesting to hear Mark, if you've heard anything in West Virginia in regards to these. So, We've got both Mark and Bernie. You're still there. So what I'd like to do is make uh, – I've just got another phone, uh, another caller. We'll get that here in a second, caller. Um, what I'd like to do is um, read these guidelines kind of one at a time. I don't know if we'll get through all of them. There's quite a few. But uh, we'll get through. And then any comments that you, any callers that you have on each one of those, I'd love to get – if we have parents uh, that are listening, I'd love to get a parent – uh, calling in that's involved. I know, Mark, you've got um, a daughter that is playing at the college level, so you can kind of have a dual role at that at that point. But anybody uh, from parents or from the other side other than the, the tournament side. So guidelines, Ron, that you've suggested, of course, that we'll follow CDC guidelines to set forth by the state. And then um, the first one you've made a comment, and I've heard other tournaments going to talk about doing this, that you'll stagger the play to help the numbers in the park. For example, 10 and you, or 10, uh, uh, you will, age group will play in the morning and then take a break, an hour break, allow parents and teams time to leave the park, and then 12 you will then enter. So you can kind of stagger the teams in and out based on that. And uh, that's the first one. So I guess any comments or thoughts uh, from, uh, what about you, Bernie? What do you think works? Pretty good idea, you think? Well, yeah, I do, uh, um, and that was one of my things was keeping up with the number, you know, allowed in the park, you know, uh, mm-hmm. monitoring that, you know, with, uh, as they come in and go out so that we don't exceed those numbers that are allowed. That's that's going to be a big issue, I, I'm a, I think. So, But yeah. nothing we won't be able to handle. It's just one of them mm-hmm. things we got to keep in the forefront, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, the the reason... My, my thinking there, Holly, uh, naturally is if typically at a tournament you'd have 10, 10 and under playing on one field, 12 and under on one field, 14 on right. another, 
So you've got all those people in at one time, plus they tend to stay because you would have them playing, uh, you know, they might play at 9 in the morning, not play again till 1 o'clock. So, you know, they set up their little areas and uh, hang out, and they're there all day. My reasoning with doing the way I'm doing, I feel we can play the – and, it, you know, it may not be in the way that we read it off. It may not be 10U in the morning. Oh, yeah. It may be 12U. But, but we'll stagger age groups, and, it's, and I'm going to have to rely on parks uh, helping with me, and I've already talked to them and told them my, my ideal. But, you know, we're going to have to have that hour in between to get, get the teams out of the park, to allow the others come in. During that time, we're going to be cleaning the park, sanitizing dugouts, resetting the fields because uh, pitching distances and striping the fields, you know, it, it's different sizes. Uh, pitching, uh, 10U pitches from 35, 12, 40, and, you know, high school and 14U is 43. So you got to readjust your field, and it gives us that hour time and break to do that while we're cleaning the park out. And then we bring in a different age group. They play for three or four hours get them out of the park, then you bring somebody in to basically play an evening session. And this will cut down on the number of people in the park. And uh, I just think it's a better way of going around it. I know some, some organizations were putting out that they were going to limit numbers as to how many per team could come in. I think this is a way of getting around that. I don't uh, want teams to get it into a situation that they've got to decide, well, you know, this child only gets one parent, and then mom and dad have to decide who gets to come and who doesn't. I want to try to eliminate that process, and by doing the staggering, I think that accomplishes that feat. And, you know, we're, we're going to have to adjust as we move forward. I mean, there's no question. I'm, I'm sure we will we'll run June 19th, and we'll take a step back, and we'll say, okay, what could we have done better? And, and, and different parks are set up different ways. Uh, Lanesville, for instance, Lanesville has five fields, and the way it's set up, it's almost like two different complexes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. We, we could even possibly not use the middle field and play games on two fields over by one concession stand, two fields by the other concession stand, leave, leave the one field open, and then you're almost like you're running two separate parks. So we would be able to get around some of these uh, overcrowding by doing that. And, you know, those are things I'm looking at. Uh, you know, it's going to be, like I say, it's it's a constant change. It's going to be learning each time. And we need parents and coaches to work with us, understand the situation, understand that we are looking at their safety, their health, but we also need cooperation from them. Uh, you'll see in there that uh, somewhere in the guidelines, we ask that temperatures be checked uh, before they enter a park right. as far as, right. uh, and, that, and that's, you know, that's on them. And, and we, we need, uh, if, if little Susie's feeling bad, we need mom to report that to uh, the coach and not enter the park. We can't take a chance on someone playing a game even though they love it and they don't want to miss it, but we can't take a chance on them playing that one weekend and getting someone else sick. Where you know we've got to have cooperation from everyone. 
Yeah, that's exactly. And you said it's going to be a work in progress. We do have a caller. Let's get to this uh, new caller, and then we can get to uh, – Mark, if you have any on that, we can come back to you here. So let's get their new caller. Okay, caller, go ahead. How are you doing, Holly? I'm good. How are you? All right. Uh, I'm actually a coach. Uh, I've been uh, been with Ron and Bernie half my life. My name's Brad Malone. <laughs> hey, Brad, how you doing, man? All right, Bernie, how are you, buddy? I'm doing wonderful, buddy. Good to hear from you. I was just Brad. thinking about you the other day, man. Yeah, Brad. Wonder what you's up to. Not, hey, Brad, I appreciate you calling in, buddy. Uh, Holly Brad has been with us. Uh, he's coached a high school age group for several years, but Lord, he he goes back with us uh, at least. Uh, I know 2008, 2007, that time frame. Uh, we used to run out of Fort Knox uh, on base down there, and Brad was bringing teams back then. Has has been a not only a supporter, he's been a friend. Uh, his, his uh, dad was very visible at our games, unfortunately passed away a few years ago, but uh, he, he was very involved in our program. He, he was a delight to be around. And, uh, Brad, I, I, I greatly appreciate you calling in. It's good to hear from you. Uh, you, you go ahead. I'm going to let you speak. Well, you know, it's, I, I've been listening, and I've actually got uh, my fourth group we have actually started back practice, uh, and we play next weekend. We're traveling all the way to Missouri. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, we're, we're in the Louisville Southern Institute. Um, we were going to go to Alabama this weekend, ended up having enough. Uh, but we've looked at Alabama, Missouri, South Carolina for places that have already opened up. And... Uh, you know, I fortunately I have a group that's ready to get at it. Obviously, with restrictions, because um, these ballparks do have a, a, a large list of restrictions for each event. But we are actually traveling to uh, Perryville, Missouri, and playing a 16-team tournament for Memorial Day weekend. Wow! Wow! Brad, Brad uh, please, please follow up with us after you get back. Again, we're hoping to make this a weekly show, but I would love to hear how that goes when you get up there. I know they opened up this last weekend and did baseball. I've talked to uh, a few coaches that have reached out to me and you know told me some of the guidelines and things that they were doing in baseball, which uh, you know kind of takes away of some of the fun but it, you know it, it's where we're at right now i know even high school division when i say takes away from fun they were not allowing leadoffs uh because you couldn't hold the runner and have first baseman on top of him so it almost went back to little league rules for even the older kids but they were still getting to play and they they said you know it, it was it was fine we we enjoyed it we were just happy to be on the field but that, that's what we're facing. There's going to be changes. Uh, you know, I'm looking at having my umpire be behind the pitching mound until they lift these restrictions. And my understanding, July, we go back to normal with things if these first couple of weeks go well. But uh, to start out with, 
you know, I'm I'm thinking I'm going to have to have my umpire behind the the mound, and you know, not ideal, but we've all done it as coaches. Uh, you know, playing practice games, you you can get a game in that way, it, and you know, I just need parents and and coaches to understand what we're doing and uh, help us as we go through this. I mean, we're all in this. But uh, definitely reach back out to me when you get back from uh, Missouri. I would love to hear how that goes. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely will. Um, you know, we, as a team, we've stocked up. We have quick touch thermometers. You know, we have the hand sanitizer, the wipes. We have the buffs for the girls to wear if dug out. Uh, so, I mean, we're, we're taking every precaution that we can to play. Um, but more importantly, you know, we're just looking to get back on the field. And we're just going to deal with whatever park restrictions we have. It it beats sitting in the living room wishing we were somewhere else. Yeah, true. So, uh, real quick, I'd like, Brad, I'd like to ask you, I know we're talking mostly getting back on the field, playing type of tournament type of thing, but I'd like to mm-hmm. ask you your process of even your practicing, if you've changed any way that you practice. I want to get back to you real quick on that question, but we did get a message, Ron, uh, did I hear you've got a tournament in Litchfield? That that tournament has been canceled. Okay. Uh, that was yes. one of them that been canceled. And, and and mentioning that, I will tell everybody that Mead Olin Park, uh, which I typically run out of in Brandenburg, uh, usually from Memorial Weekend, I usually start off down there with a seven-game guarantee, Memorial Blowout. Uh, of course, that's been canceled due to we can't start until June the 19th. But on top of that, everything I had at Mead Owen Park has been canceled. They are not going to open up their park. So, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be facing a lot of that when your uh, county-owned facilities, uh, mm-hmm. county judges and stuff make that, uh, you know, they come out and say, hey, we're not – we don't feel well about doing this, which I understand, you know, I respect that. And I, I told Mead Olin Park and they've already signed me up for 2021, but uh, they just said they weren't comfortable with opening. So uh, Litchfield is uh, shut down on me and uh, Brandenburg, Mead Olin Park. Uh, again, I've got Lanesville that uh, has uh, allowed us to continue, uh, Beachmont in Louisville, and uh, I'm very excited about uh, the facility in Nicholasville, which uh, back in the day, uh, I've got a son that's 25, played college baseball. We used to go up there and play at this park all the time. Uh, it needs a little work. It's run down, but uh, got new owners, and uh, I basically have every weekend up there. So I- I'm excited about uh, being there, and I would love for people to look at the website and, and come up there. There's three, three fields that uh, have turf. Uh, and originally had six fields, one field they let uh, get in bad shape, but they're, I've been assured that they're going to redo that in time, and they're also building a seventh field, and uh, I kind of have a long-term agreement with them, so I would love for people to look at that and come up and help us get that uh, going. Yeah, that's uh, pretty exciting. I agree, pretty exciting. So, yeah, as you said, there's going to be all kinds of uh, um, different changes and making adjustments there. So, Brad, what did you do when you started going back to practice? Obviously, I'm sure you were in communication with your your parents saying, we'd like to get back to practice, or they were doing the same thing. 
and you started practicing, did you take, what's, what, uh, I guess, precautions did you take during practices? Well, basically what we've done is, is obviously we've had to institute a whole new practice schedule, um, break them off into smaller groups, but still keep the distancing away from each other um, and do different things. Um, obviously, it's a lot easier doing uh, doing hitting and things like that and spacing people mm-hmm. out in the infield and the outfield dynamic where, you know, they're obviously they're not even close to each other once they're in their positions. But then break off into two and three people groups um, to where you're doing things that does not bring them into contact with each other in any way, shape, or form. And so, you know, it has been a little bit of an adjustment. um, But going into it, you know, we kind of laid out the map for the parents of how we were going to do things and just let them um, weigh in. And, you know, I had a couple that were that had some apprehension at first, and they didn't come to the first couple practices, but um, they're now practicing with us, and we have everyone out there. And we're just obviously there's no huddles, there's no high fives, there's no nothing like that. But we can still get in a solid hour and a half, hour forty five minute practice without the girls coming in contact with each other. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I'm doing the hitting is I'm actually been doing hit, uh, hitting lessons again. I'm doing them outside and I'm staggering. Obviously, there's no uh, it's just me and the girl. Most of the time, the parents stay in the car, or if they are out, they're they're 10 feet away. They're plenty far away. And it, it's when I do the lesson, it changes a little bit because I'm not within six feet. But you can do a lesson staying 15 feet away pretty easily. So it works out uh, mm-hmm. works out pretty good there. Um, so we've got the the first topic kind of covered. If there's any, uh, we'll go to the next one. Obviously. Provide hand sanitizer through the park. That's kind of a no, I guess not a no-brainer, but it's uh, that's clear why what we're doing there and stuff. You, um, Ron, you've also said you're asking the team to provide players with sanitizing wipes, which is a good idea. Uh, the next one will keep dugouts and fencing area used by players sanitized after games. You've already mentioned that in between games and that sort of thing, which is uh, a lot of work, but it's a great idea. Restrooms, of course, cleaned is the next one. Um, I'm kind of going to things that may be a little bit more uh, controversial, I guess, maybe. Parks will be putting... And, and Holly, Holly, I, yeah. I, I, I apologize, but I, I yeah, will okay. have these up on the website here in the next few days. Uh, quite honestly, I've been working on these for a while and uh, yeah. completed them last night knowing I was going to be here today on this show and people were going to ask. So, I've been trying to gather as much information as as possible uh, and looking and seeing what other organizations were doing, taking some of their ideals, deleting some that I didn't like. And uh, plus, I watch watch the governor every day. Uh, I watch and listen to Indiana every day. I've got my nose, you know, in, yeah. in, in this constantly to the point that my wife is like, you need to go outside, you know, but I'm, I'm trying to get as much information as I can to be as safe as possible. Uh, so I will have these 
on the website here in the next day or so. Uh, it may not be where you just actually <laughs> go to the website and see it. You'll have to find a link, and I'll try to make that to where it's visible. But uh, teams can go on here, download it, share it with parents, and we'll, we'll get that up in the next couple of days. Uh, and since I interrupted you, I've got a couple of texts, so I'm, I'm going to uh, kind of go off base here. Uh, one of them is, uh, is on these guidelines. I have someone asking how many players will be allowed in the dugout and where will the other players be at at the time while they are batting. Uh we are going to do social distancing when they're off the field. Quite honestly, still working on that. I'm, I'm going to limit numbers in the dugout uh, to maybe three or four players. That's going to be the next in line to bat. The others were probably going to station, maybe put ribbons on the fence outside to where each one of them has to stay in that station. And as the they move up in the battle order, they move up to the next ribbon. But I'm looking at different things. We are definitely going to have to do some social distancing with the players as they are in the dugout or, you know, waiting to bat. Uh, still working on that. I've got several ideas, but we definitely it's, – it's not going to be 15 players on top of each other in a dugout. Most of the dugouts we use are not big enough to to do that without them being on top of each other. We're also going to ask that uh, – we don't have siblings or people that's not involved in the game themselves to not be in that area. And uh, we will limit uh, coaches as well. And when I say limit coaches, I mean in, in, in the playing area, uh, doesn't mean that they can't have 14 coaches if they want, but we're going to limit where, where they're at. Uh, <laughs> this. But uh, so, some of that is covered in this, sheet already but uh you know not not quite sure where we were going to go with that but uh you know again a work in progress and we, we might do it one way the first tournament and say hey let's try this uh also i've got someone asking about uh the showcases that we do and uh, we've got a number of showcases uh planned this year unfortunately one of them june the 13th at brandenburg of course has been canceled but uh the june 19th that uh, was set up to be a Friday where it was a skill set type, type of camp. I'm not sure why we're getting the feedback there, but uh, I, I apologize for that. Uh, but I'm not hearing anything, so you're fine. Uh, I'm getting, it sound, sounds like a uh, train or something. <laughs> train horse. Oh, train. oh. That's interesting. But, I've got my. But, uh, um, yeah, go ahead. It, it quit anyway. Uh, but I'm <laughs> going back to the June nineteenth. Uh, that that showcase camp is on Friday, and we we actually uh, players sign in at nine o'clock. They uh, go through skill sets with college coaches, and then we break up and have little uh, like all star games to where each one of them gets. You know, get in the bat, play a little bit. Each pitcher gets the throw. We clock them, things of that nature. But uh, the question was, and the way those camps are set up, you you pay a team price. It, it's included in the tournament. I, I'm not out to gouge people. If you look at these, they are very fairly priced compared to what other people are doing. And I'm guaranteeing 
that coaches are there. You're not going to show up at one of my camps and leave saying, I never saw a coach. My coaches are interacting with you. Later in the summer, we are having coaches that will actually be sitting on your bench for three innings, interacting with the kids, and then they will switch dugouts and be with the others. But we, I am paying coaches to attend these camps so the kids will be seen. We we will have these. We've got several of these listed. They are on the website. But going back to this question, as I stated, these are team-type things. The question was, can individuals attend? The, the camp on Friday, yes, individuals can attend. Uh, email me. We'll work out something. But I, I'm doing these. Like I say, I'm doing these at a very fair price, mainly because I'm wanting to help kids get recruited and not be one that's gouging people to get them. You know, it's not a money grab. I'm trying to help kids, and I think Brad will support what I'm saying. He has always found me to be one that I care about the kids, I care about the families. It's not about making every dollar I can make. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, one of the things, Ron, I, I was just talking about the showcase is the social distancing, like, for example, the one we had at Lanesville last year, I think there are quite a few girls that participated. Uh, the, uh, I think we probably, will probably even have to adjust actually what we're doing because to even do any kind of workout for, let's say, yeah. for the outdoors, it would be because you – uh, you got, you're going to have groups of girls there. So that would even, it's going to be a uh, difficult uh, logistical uh, thing to do yes. probably. Yeah. Last year, I'm sorry, I, I talked on somebody there. Uh, go ahead. Don't worry about that, Ron. Last year, we had about 70 girls participate. I think we had close to 20 teams actually played. Again, if you pay to play in the tournament that weekend, all girls are free to participate in this camp. Of course, you get some kids, you know, don't feel they're worthy or whatever, or they're shy. You know, I don't know the reason. But uh, not everybody participated. But, uh, you know, we had about 70 kids. I think we had nine coaches. The coaches are very involved, uh, hitting ground balls, uh you know, working with them, batting instruction. And then at the end of the day, we, we sit out in the in center field and each coach stands up and speaks. And it's an answer and, uh, you know, answer questions. And, uh, you know, you ask what you want to ask and we share as much information as we can. That That's the type of event I want to put on. And I want these coaches not only, you know, I, I don't want to advertise a showcase and then somebody leave and say they didn't see anybody. I'm doing these where these coaches are paid. They're there. They're visible. They're interactive with the kids. They're approachable by parents. We had a we had a number of parents at the end of the day walk onto the field and talk to a certain coach. And, uh, you know, the, these are the type of venues that I'm wanting to set up, again, on the website if you will go on there and click, there's an exposure link. Uh, we're doing several. We got the first one in Lanesville, June 19th. I know I'm repeating myself, but I've got three or four in uh, Nicholasville. 
We're doing one in Johnson City, uh, Tennessee, maybe two. Uh, but but we've got these around, and I'm wanting these to become, uh, you know, to where teams could actually just rotate, play playing one uh, in Lanesville, go to Nicholasville, go to Johnson City, and just play in our program, but yet continue to be recruited and uh, know what they're getting, and that's that's what we're trying to build here. Mark, go ahead. Um, I know I stepped on you. If you got something to add, Mark. I was just saying, as far as like uh, running drills in the camp, all you have to do, I mean, it's is is we've got to break them into groups of ten with a coach, and you can do that and and rotate at a good pace. Uh, like my girls, I I ran a club for years, and um, that's you know we went to my girls went to a lot of camps with tournaments, and you know that's how they do it. They just break the groups down into smaller groups, so you get a little bit one more one-on-one instruction, or not one-on-one, but 10-to-1 is a good number. You get to learn. Instead of 40 girls and one coach, that doesn't really help the girl at all, and, and they, it's hard for them to be seen. So if we break that number down, it's better for them to be seen also. I mean, that's where my daughter got picked up. That's where like I got I think nine girls got offers last year from, from small small showcases like this. Yeah, they're very valuable. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's going to be obviously going to be real workable, and but it's going to be a, a change. And I, hopefully, one of the things I think maybe from all of this, like like even how we live our lives, we're going to learn some things how to be more efficient, learn some things how to be better anyway. So hopefully, we'll, we'll make things a little bit better than what we're doing. Um, all right, so I guess what I'd like to do, we've got just a few more minutes. What I'd like to do here is um, look at, I'm looking at the list. Anything on this list, I guess, uh, Bernie, I was going to ask you on this, if you got anything on here that you wanted to highlight that you thought was really bad, really important, maybe tweak it a little bit. Bernie, are you still there? Okay. Can you hear me? Mark? Yeah, Bernie? We can now. Go ahead. All right. Yeah, uh, you covered the one in the dugouts because uh, you, you got it down just what I had in mind for us to, to monitor at how many we got in the dugout because that will be a problem when they come into bat. So uh, not so much when they're on the field, but, you know, when they come the other way, then we got to monitor at and uh, that. My other thing was the cleaning. Uh, I've seen a lot of this with spraying. Are you planning on wiping and diaping, or are we going to spray? You get dumpster, uh, them pumpers where we can spray them dugouts when they come out. Disinfecting. I, I'm hoping to hoping to spray, and of course we'll we'll probably have to have somebody come behind and wipe that. Uh, well, yeah, but it no. won't be as hard by doing it that way as if you tried to right. just go and uh, you know just do it, the wipe it first. But if we right. do, I, we're, we're going to have we're going to have extra workers on uh, on site, and uh, you know after each game, I I anticipate or I expect that I will have a worker standing there as soon as that dugout is emptied. They're in there cleaning that dugout for the next group to come in. And we're going to have to, you know, build in probably 15-minute breaks in between games, which, you know, is going going to add to a longer day. But right now it's a necessity. We've got to do it. 
we've got to be as safe as possible. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have additional staff on to take care of these type of things. And yes, I, you know, I'm hoping to have spray type things and then someone combine that and wipe that. And, and wipe uh, them down. But, right. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Holly. Yes. One thing Ron was asking about the tournaments that, that we are going to, and just one thing I wanted to add um, that really kind of slipped my mind when I first started signing up is all these tournaments are going to prepaid gate fees. Ah. So that there's people not having to touch money from person to person at the mm. gate. Mm. So, I'm looking at doing that as well, Brad. I'm planning on doing that as well. That that eliminates having that bunched up 20 people waiting to get in. It also right. eliminates uh, my, my people and exchanging money to where there's actual contact and handling things. So I'm looking at uh, prepaid for everything uh, is, is where I'm going. I'm sure there will be somebody that uh, comes up uh, last minute and gets in late that will have to you know, pay a director as they get there, but I'm trying to eliminate all that as well. Right. We're paying, I think for the we're already registered in Missouri and two in Tennessee. We paid one seventy five for one and two hundred for the other two. Mm. Yeah. So that's for the. And, uh, and I appreciate you saying that. Mm-hmm. That's no problem. Yeah. Good. Good idea. Um, so we've got about a few more minutes left. I guess um, uh, Mark. Anything else? We'll let each of you kind of. A question or comment or a thought before we get off here, and we'll finish it up. I mean, just my thoughts. The key to the whole thing is, just, like, and Ron's been saying it and saying, everyone's got to be patient. Like, parents and, and coaches, they've got to be patient with the directors. They've got to be patient with the tournaments. They've got to be patient with the changes. I, I, I mean, I know it's going to be frustrating, I mean, for a lot of coaches. It's going to end up frustrating for a lot of parents got to keep that to yourself and, and, and let us all figure it out because we are all figuring it out together. So yeah. we can all be patient and, and grow from this. Hopefully we get through it and, and things get back to the way they were and hopefully a little bit better than the way they were because, I mean, if everyone knows softball tournaments, things weren't perfect before this pandemic. So <laughs> we've got a little bit better now. That would be good too. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Um, let's go. Brad, do you have anything, last-minute thing? No, you know, it's just uh, kind of reiterate what Mark said. Um, me, from a coach's standpoint, and I have other teams in my organization, and I've already met with them as well just to let them know that we've just got to be able to adjust on the fly, and you got to reiterate to your parents that we're, we're not here for you. We're here for these girls. And uh, if they're getting to play and they're doing what they love and we've got to make some, you know, sacrifices right now, then that it's worth every bit of it. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Agreed. Bernie, last words from Bernie. Well, they, they've all pretty much summed it up there. Uh, not only, you know, are we asking the parents, but we as directors got to remember the same thing. There's going to be some uh, – problems along the way and we're going to have to keep cool heads and monitor and navigate through it all you know yeah i agree i agree yeah as i said maybe that's one of the things that 
might come out of this is more patience with everybody could use in these tournaments for sure. Amen. Um, that one too. Yeah. Amen. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to let Ron finish up uh, with uh, any thoughts and comments on this, and then uh, I'll close the show. And appreciate you all calling in. We're going to do this again next week, and feel free to call in. Or if you're listening and you didn't get a chance, then let us know. Um, just contact us. So, Ron, anything you want to finish with? Well, first I'm going to. I've got a couple of uh, text here that I'm reading. Oh. Okay, go and, ahead. What uh, one of them is? Will everybody have to wear a mask? Right now, I'm not instituting that rule. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm still waiting on. Quite honestly, I'm waiting on the Kentucky governor to issue what he is expecting. Mm-hmm. Indiana has issued some, um, and it, I don't know that it's mandated at this point. My understanding is it's optional for players. I hope they don't get to where they're wanting the players to wear a mask. I think that's more of a safety issue than not wearing. I could see, uh, you know, a ball being thrown to somebody and that mask somehow slip up over an eye or heaven forbid if the catcher has to wear a mask they're they're hot enough as it is and restricting that breathing I, I think would cause a problem i'm hopeful that doesn't happen i'm not uh sure about parents and uh spectators yet i mean as as we all know here in kentucky we've been asked if we're in a crowd to wear a mask uh, i myself if i go to kroger's or whatever i'm wearing a mask uh you know but I'm not sure where we are inside the park, and a lot could change between now and June 19th. So, you know, I know that's vague in my answer, but right now uh, I'm saying I don't think we will have to, but in that, by the time it gets here, we might have to. Also, a question was asked about bleachers, and uh, we're going to limit bleachers. Uh, I'm not sure if ble- I know some parks are moving bleachers. Uh, I'm going to ask parents to bring their own chairs to social distance the best they can. If they set up a tent, still have social distancing in that. I know a lot of them like to share tents and have 10 people underneath it. You know, be respectful of what we're doing and understand what we're, you know, the times we're in. I'm, you know, myself, I'm not trying to do anything to upset anybody, but, you know, same time, if you want to play ball and we're not following these guidelines, and again, we may be one of the only few that have parks that's still willing to work, you know, don't get us shut down because you all aren't willing to go along with what we're trying to do. We're not trying to create a monster here and be be the bad guy. We're trying to allow you an opportunity and your kids to enjoy a game that we all love. And if if we don't social distance and we're on top of everybody and somebody calls and reports us, this might be taken away from us again. Agreed. So, you know, I'm I'm asking and in, in, in pleading that people – you know, help us. And and we, we are going to say, hey, you know, if we get somebody that acts up and, and they, are, they are obviously just going against what we're doing, we will ask that person to leave. And I hope we don't get in that. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be the police. We, we want to allow your kids to come and play a game that we love. And, you know, we, we love as parents. 
I mean, so, some of the best times I've had in my life is going and watching my kids play ball. We want everybody to have that experience. And I, I will close on this. This has been a very difficult time for all of us. We are still in it. Understand, as coaches, and I guarantee it, Brad said this, Marcus said this as a coach, play like it's your last game. We don't know. Don't take it for granted. Tomorrow, you know, it may, it may be all over. You know, today, you may never get to play again. And I'm not saying it's because of pandemic. We we don't know. We don't know. Play each game and enjoy each moment as is as it is your last because we don't know and respect the situation that we're in so we can move forward and we'll make adjustments and we'll try to do the best we can so we all get to play and enjoy this game but be respectful of what everybody is trying to do have patience with us and we'll try to do our best to keep your families your kids safe and play this game that we enjoy and we love. And, you know, I can go on forever, and you know me all around. <laughs> so I'm going to end it at that. But I appreciate everybody listening. Anybody feel free to reach out to me, whether you have questions about what we've discussed or if you want to enter tournaments. My cell number is 502 541 I'm very open. You can reach out to me at any time. I will get back with you. God bless you all. Hope to see you at the park. Brad, when you get a chance, buddy, reach out to me. I've got something I want to uh, throw at you uh, in in remembrance of your dad. I'd like to do something for him. But, uh, I, when you I get will. an opportunity, reach out to me. Absolutely. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Holly, Thank you go ahead and finish it up here. Okay, thank you. I appreciate you guys calling Bernie, Mark, Brad calling in, and uh, we had a uh, uh, what four texts. I appreciate that texting uh, Ron, and I had uh, someone contact me through Facebook. So continue contact us if you're li- listening to this show uh, later, the recorded version. Obviously, you can't um, contact us via phone. The 516 number as far as calling in, but uh, feel free to text either Ron or myself, or you can email me at hollyknight at nationalfastpitchacademy.com. That information is on my website about uh, and all other shows, Gap to Gap shows, previous shows, all the upcoming shows is on National Fast Pitch Academy website. So again, appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was helpful. And uh, moving forward, as I said, feel free to contact us with any questions or comments. We'll be back here again next week at 12, 12 o'clock. We'll probably talk a little bit more about getting back on the field. I'm sure there'll be some changes between now and then. And uh, check out Gap to Gap Radio on Sunday night today, Monday and Thursday at noon Eastern Time. Be safe and have a wonderful day. Bye now. Thank you.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.